everyone, and welcome to the Glad to Podcast. I am Lauren Romo, and usually with me is my cousin Andrea, but she is still away on her diplomatic mission from Alderaan. So when she comes back, can't wait till she comes back. I know you guys will uh, be happy to have her back too, but I am so excited because I've had a couple guests on, and I have a new special guest with me today. So excited. She's one of my besties. From the Friends of the Force podcast and a Bail Organa stand, we have Sarah Haas. Hi, Sarah. It's me. Thanks so much for having me on. <laughs> um, I am so excited to finally be here because we have been friends for so long. And right? uh, I, I went back in our texts because I said to myself, I think I was the one who came up with the name. I'm pretty sure you were. I'm and it's it's true. Sure and I, I don't I'm not gonna give myself the points on this one, but I'm glad <laughs> you went with it because I think it's a good one. <laughs> I'm glad you gave the you know the good strong names. So thank you very much. I do that is but, why that you were the one that gave that because I remember asking you and a couple other people, I'm like, man, him and Han, what's some names? You got some ideas and you gave us the Glad to Podcast. And it was amazing. And you gotta capitalize the gals. Right. Um, right. And so, that was from you too. That was from you too as no, well. No, but I gotta say, I hope Andrea's doing well on her diplomatic mission from Alderon. And um, I hope it's going well. All the diplomacy. <laughs> right. <laughs> hope to see her back on the podcast soon. For sure. Yeah. She'll be back. She'll be back and ready to go when she is back. So super excited. But if you guys have not listened to us, welcome. We are Star Wars Podcast to discuss anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it. We talk about it today, Miss Sarah and I. We're going to talk some Bad Batch. We're going to talk some episode four Bad Batch uh, called Cornered. Good episode. I'm, I'm super excited. I can't wait to hear your thoughts, Sarah. Um, but we'll, I think we'll start with kind of maybe overall thoughts on this episode. Um, for me, I liked it. I like kind of where they're going with the story. You know, we're seeing the Bad Batch kind of start realizing that they really have to rely on themselves and rely on things that maybe they didn't have to before. They have to, they're put in different situations now. And I love seeing that from this crew. You know, I, I think it's really, really fascinating. Obviously, Omega is still Omega. She's a sweetheart. We love her to death. I can't wait to see, like, you know, more mystery is kind of involving with her. So it's really, really good. And then, of course, of course, we get the great Fennec Shan in this episode, which obviously we've seen in trailers. So it was really good to see that character in this episode specifically. So, man, just a lot of I, I think, you know, it's it's really turning into something, I think, stellar for me. Like, I think I like where they're going with the story. I like what they're doing with the Bad Batch. I like what they're doing with Omega. And now you're adding characters that obviously we first we first met Fennec in The Mandalorian season one. Mm-hmm. Now her hopping in in this show is really fascinating because that gets my mind like, oh, man, are we going to see more connection down the road? Maybe in the book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian. Like there's a lot of things that they could do now that this character is in play. So mm-hmm. and then we we have a lot of Easter eggs in this in this episode in particular. We have um, the stormtrooper doll that Jyn Erso had, and we had a fantastic and I know Sarah's gonna love this resistance Easter egg of Mister Boggles himself. That species that was so adorable. I love it, love it, love it. I love when they connect 
little things like that for me. It was wonderful. So I liked it. And it had, I liked the, actually the action was good. I liked the chase scene between Hunter and Fennec. It was really, really great. I can't, and Sarah, I can't get over this animation. Mm-hmm. It's down route. It's down route. Gorgeous. Down right. Gorgeous. I freaking love it so, so much. They're doing an amazing job. And of course the Kiners are killing it with the music. Like just as always, like, oh, uh, so much, so much. And I'm loving this series so far. So kind of where are you at with maybe the series as a whole right now? And then in this specific episode, where what were your thoughts overall with it? Yeah, so this is a series that I am really happy to be enjoying. I was so worried that I was not going to like it. That I was just going to be like, oh, this isn't for me. I don't like it. And like that feeling sucks. You know, you want things to be for you and, and you want to enjoy things. So I'm so glad when this show just kind of, you know, caught me off guard and, and really grabbed really me did, and, right? and yeah. really defied my expectations about it in the best way. Um, So I'm having a good time watching it. And it it makes me so happy to know that many of the people behind Resistance are also behind this show. And that's what makes some of these Resistance Easter eggs so fun is, you know, that they're coming from the source, the people who, you know, came up with all of those things in Resistance. So as a resistance stan, that makes me really happy and um, makes me feel good about myself as a as a resistance fan, which is which is something that often gets um, a little left behind in the conversation of Star Wars I animation. Yeah. Um, as for the episode, I thought this was a really exciting and interesting episode. We've kind of gone all over the place thus far in the series already. We're only four episodes in. However, we've gotten really soft moments. We've gotten incredibly dark moments with the end of episode three. And then we're getting this sense of adventure and sense of stakes that is exciting and fun to watch. And and again, fun to see Fennec Shand, who we do know from Mandalorian, whether you watch the show or not, you've obviously, you know, at least heard about Ming-Na Wen being in the Star War because right, she's amazing right. and incredible. Yep. So to see her come back up in this show, I, th- I think is really exciting. And we see once again, just how amazing she is um, and all her skills in this episode. So there's a lot to enjoy here. And I think the biggest takeaway from this episode was the ways in which the Bad Batch plus Omega know the world and the ways in which they are still learning about the world. Yeah. It's, it's so fascinating to see kind of where they started in the beginning of this series. And even prior to, if you think about like clone wars, like season seven, we Mm -hmm. saw them in there and to see them from there to go to now. And it's just like, wow, like they are really going on a journey. I, Oh God, I a hundred percent agree with you. Like it's, it's very interesting that they kind of are going the way they're going where like Omega is, is this child and Hunter is kind of like the father figure and he's trying to protect her. And in all reality, all of them are too. Like, Oh my God, that moment with Wrecker in this episode was adorable when he found her in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Oh, little Wrecker being a father. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. So like you get these really, like you're saying these intimate, really nice moments and then it goes dark. <laughs> Like Fennec Shan yeah. throwing people. Oh my gosh, of- <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, look at this fun action AOTC type style adventure. Oh, oh, she just shot that that officer through the glass. Right. Oh, she just slammed this random civilian's head into the dashboard and threw him out of his speeder. Oh, it's like, <laughs> you it know, goes it's dark. moments like that when it reminds mm-hmm. you that this is maybe not a show for your littlest of little ones. <laughs> right. No, 100% agree. But it's it's cool that they are kind of towing that line for me as a viewer. I mean, obviously as an older viewer, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate it. Obviously, even the younger viewers, though, I think it's still something that they, that they can maybe understand. But like you're saying, like the little, little ones, probably not. But it's I like when they kind of go that line of like animate like it's it's animation, but it's you know kind of dark, you know a little bit darker, kind of rebels ish for mm-hmm. me. Like there was a lot of obviously darker tones in rebels, especially in season two. So I kind of like that. That's what Filoni and the crew are doing with the show. They're not. It's not. It's not resistance, right? Resistance was very bubbly. I feel, and it was a great animation. I love that show. Super noodly, yeah. Right, and, but it was perfect. It was perfect for that type of animation for that story. I loved it, and to go for them to kind of have those moments, but it's very, very dark. Like you're saying, like it's it's interesting, but I like how they're doing it because it fits the the timeline we're in, right? Because it's a it's kind of a dark place right now in the galaxy. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. it, it's it's interesting to see that this is kind of the route they were going. Because I don't know about you. I really didn't think this was kind of what we were going to get from this series to begin with. Like, I, I thought it was going to maybe be a totally different type of avenue that we were going to go down. So it, it has, like you, like you said earlier, it has pleasantly surprised me because, you know, I when I remember when the trailer dropped or even previously to the trailer, like, I was excited, but I'm like, all right, like, kind of like you, like, it might not be something that I'm going to watch every single week or whatever, but I'll, I'll watch it eventually. So I'm telling you, the trailer, if Star Wars is good at anything, they are very good at trailers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now with the storytelling, it's just been in the animation. Oh, my God. The animation is just it's gorgeous. It's it's so gorgeous. So, yeah, I uh, it's like you said, it's a great episode. It's you. We still get a lot of, I think themes that they're that they're lining up you know specifically like now we kind of see where the bad batch is maybe going now because you know now fennec is in the the, fennec has entered the chat so to speak and now they Uh have to they have to worry about her and now just like hunter said at the end of the episode like we have to find out who she is and why why she's going after omega because that was interesting too that it's wasn't the bad batch that she's the bounties on is on Omega. So mm-hmm. then uh, for me, I don't know about you, for me, can Kaminoans? I mean, that's yeah. kind of where I go. Is that where you're thinking too? Oh, a hundred percent. I don't personally like know how it could be anybody else other than the Kaminoans, mm-hmm. although mm-hmm. it might be somebody else other than the Kaminoans and it'll blow all our minds, you know? Um, right. yeah. But to me, once we got that, moment from Nalase and Lama Su in the previous episode where they're saying, oh, well, Django's clone DNA is degenerating. That's why we need the we need the one specimen, you know, um, to go forward with our new plans. So, you know, um, puts my baby Omega in trouble. It's a little scary <laughs> for me. Right, right, right. But, but that feels like the person that they're going to need because ultimately Crosshair, Echo, wreck 
Tech and Hunter are all from the Django DNA. So they are not themselves original. They are already cloned. So to mass produce a clone clone, you know, that's kind of a bold move. Um, but Omega, is she is she a clone of Django that is right. somehow altered? We don't actually know yet. So Good point. there are questions lingering and it'll be really curious to see how that all unfolds and if fennec is the only one that has the bounty on omega or if other hunters are also going to have that bounty so they're going to be chased by multiple people i don't know yeah that's a good point because i mean obviously we know the guy on uh pan i think it's called pantora was the planet Mm -hmm. you know he called fennec right away so Obviously, he was he knew of of Fennec and knew that there was a bounty for this specific ship and everything like that, and for Omega specifically. So, it's a really good point. I didn't even think about like if there's other bounty hunters after him because it could be. I mean, this is where we could get um, Boba Fett too. I mean, a young yeah. Boba man. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know about you. I feel like that will he makes sense to come in this show, don't you think? As a young, as a younger Boba. Especially if they need, like we like we were just talking about, like the source. If the Django Fett's you know material is degrading, I mean Boba would make sense mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. continue that line. I think so. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Brad, um, my fellow host on Friends of the Forest, creator of Friends of the Forest, and mm-hmm. I were talking about this um, on our recap of it, and and the thought of. He, he brought up Boba and young Boba and kind of let me know because I haven't seen all of Clone Wars. So I've seen pieces of Clone mm, Wars, okay, but not the whole okay. thing. Um, and he talked to me about young Boba and, and his involvement in the Clone Wars and, and what he's doing at this time. So it wouldn't be out of character for him at this point to be involved in this somehow. And I think it would be really interesting if he if he shows up. Do do I think everything needs to connect back to Boba Fett? No, say it with me, fam. No, <laughs> but, fair, you know, fair. Um, but with the story of bounty hunting and the clones, I think it would very clearly make a bit of sense, you know, to, to for him to pop up again. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if that is a thread that they'll they'll pull. So, I mean, obviously, I I'm glad we're getting more. We're going to get more Fennec Shan for sure. So that's. I, I for some reason I thought maybe going in it she might be like a one episode kind of cameo. Mm-hmm. So knowing that we're gonna get more of her is exciting. I hope it's more than just like you know the next episode. Like I hope she's involved in the story because I, I mean I love the character and I know you're mm-hmm. a big you're a big fan of Finnick too. So you know it's uh, yeah this episode had a lot even for it being not as maybe not as punchy as the f- um, say the first episode or a couple you know episodes in. It still feels like, man, it's it's still heavy, though, I think, with what they're doing story-wise line. Like, it's just going to be. And, of course, you know, Dave Filoni's going to break our hearts. So that's what I'm just <laughs> not preparing for, Sarah. That that tweet from the Kiner brothers. Oh, yeah. About, they're like, oh, yeah, we're writing a cue. Uh, really excited about the cue in episode 14. And they're like, we're writing this cue in the finale that's um, 
we're trying to not be crying. And we're like, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, this isn't no. good. And then, this then, I, then good. I'm spiraling and I'm going, oh, no, what if they what if they kill so-and-so? I'm like, what if they do this? Or what if this happens? And I'm, and, and, and then everything is like my brain is is that one gif of um, all the little people in the brain and every, all the file cabinets are on fire <laughs> and everybody's running around. And I just, oh, my God, I'm so scared. It's fine. Because it's fine. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I watched The Siege of Mandalore for the first time like the weekend prior to Ooh. May the 4th. Okay. Like for the first time we did it, uh, I think in two sittings. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I don't even remember, but wh- oh my, oh my God. Oh my, <laughs> oh my. I know right? this is not a Clone Wars right? Siege of Mandalore podcast right now. Oh, we but can talk like, about it still. <laughs> but like, oh, uh, uh, oh my, oh my God. Um, right? I don't even have, I don't even know how to say words about it because it's really just like, an incredible piece of tragedy you know it's an incredible yep. piece of tragedy yep. and star wars in so many ways is unfortunately for me who keeps investing in this darn thing with my time <laughs> effort and money um it is tragedy and and uh, i hate it but i'm still here You're here for it still though right <laughs> yeah um it, it just it really scares me that i like high republic things like the drinkier, they're gonna eat everybody. And I'm a, I'm over here like, here I am. I love these characters. I'm really attached to them. And they're all gonna die. They're all gonna die. <laughs> oh, Star Wars. I mean, like I said, Dave Filoni. I just uh he's yeah. he's he's scaring me with what is going on right oh, now. But for sure. And with <sighs> the the ruthlessness of Crosshair, I'm terrified for everybody in his right. vicinity or his far away since he's a sniper. Right, right. No, that's a good point. And that's a good point. So, I mean, kind of talking about the Bad Patch and the crew right now, I I like the personalities that they are doing with each character. You mm-hmm. know, like Wrecker is just a big, big, lovable, like, teddy bear. Mm-hmm. But he also is like a loyal, loyal soldier, you know? So, like, he's there for for his family, for his for the Bad Batch. And again, you got to see, like, in this episode, like, that little soft moment of him finding omega and like you know saying let's you know it's gonna be okay we'll, we'll get you know let's go back to the ship and everything and him trying to protect her against fennec which was you know a, a funny like don't even try it with her because she just totally kicked his butt which oh my god great. i know it's it's like <laughs> i was like really intimidated <laughs> you know like she essentially nearly stabs hunter with his own knife and then right. wrecker whose whole vibe is like i'm gonna break it he gets bonked out in the first the first hit. I'm like, oh no, she's really got something on them. Yeah. And then I concluded, women. Hey, amen, sis. Amen. I love it. I love it. But yeah, I think I I really love what an echo in this episode too. I think was fantastic. Like, yeah, them dressing him up as like a droid was really kind of funny and quirky, like very Star Warsy. You know, and then him thinking he's worth more, which he totally is. Echo is. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Echo so much. But, you know, him taking all the droids to go help fix the ship. Like, I just I love Echo so much. He's he's becoming one of my favorites for sure in the in the Bad Batch. So that that was like a fun, like a fun thing for getting more Echo because I feel like we didn't get a ton of them. But this is kind of more of a uh, for him to shine. And I love seeing, you know, I love seeing the the OG, you know, clones for sure. Uh, especially Echo. And then, you know, Hunter is still, you know, you know, Dad Batch personified. So you mm-hmm. love to see him protecting Omega 
and, you know, worrying about her all the time. And it's just, yeah, so much like Mandalorian vibes. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it with the, with him uh, specifically. And then I got to say it though, Sarah, tech is probably my favorite now though. Welcome. I, 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 <laughs> he reminds me and I, again, kind of the, to maybe mirror resistance a little bit and I'll get your thoughts. Cause I know you're a huge Nico fan. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of Nico in ways of like him being straightforward to the point. Like, you know, I don't, I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you got those vibes at all, but like, I feel sometimes he's, he is that Nico to where like, not I'm trying hard to explain it, but like, he is so like matter of fact. And I feel like that's Nico mm-hmm. was that in many, many ways, like very matter of fact, took things, you know, at face value, you know, that's what, and I love, that's what I love t- about tech. Like he's yeah. just so matter of fact. Yeah, so he really he really is not here for the joke. <laughs> no, he, <laughs> he really isn't. He and, really and, isn't. I love that about him. Um, he really he really says joke. I thought you meant serious all the time. And the Niku does the same thing because um, right, right. You know, they're both very. They are both very matter of fact, as you mentioned. They're both very. Um, caring, and they they are in some ways living in their own beautiful world um yes but what yeah. i love about tech so much is that um i mean we could turn this into a niku podcast and that would be fine <laughs> but maybe you know another episode but uh for sure what i love about tech um i know that i have a things for the brains of the operation i know i know i have a thing <laughs> for the brains um I, I was a spock girl you know like i'm a tech girl like i love it they're all the same character <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And I and I just accept that about myself. Um, yeah, tech. He's so precious. And I mean, he's got the coolest costume, like the coolest armor of all of them. So, um, I don't know. It really works for me. It really works for me. I think he's great. Um, more tech. Although I will say, I didn't totally get Wrecker in like the first episode and in the Clone Wars arc. Okay, I was like, I was like, guys, I know you're all Wrecker fans and respect. Like, you know. I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna diss you about it, but like, why? And then in episode <laughs> whatever two or three, and and he makes the little room for Omega, uh, and then uh. we get the hilarious moment in um in this episode where he's like, "Why do you guys get to go?" <laughs> and uh, they're like, "Because you stand out." <laughs> Um, I, I thought that was hilarious and he's just very precious and, and I've totally come around on record because that big himbo energy is just, it's really good. It's, it's, it's really it's, good. He, it's spot he, on for sure. As you yeah. mentioned, like he's just like fiercely loyal. He, he's like the cheer dad that will go to every cheer competition. He will wear the swag. He will be rooting for his kid. He'll know the routine, but he'll like not know a single thing about how like actually cheer works. Like he'll know when you mess up, but like he doesn't know how like the scoring works or like he just drives you to practice and shows up at your competitions and like records the same. And I love that about him. You know, we love a supportive cheer dad. That's so 100% accurate. (laughs) He really is that guy that is like, he'll be there no matter what. He might not understand it or he might not like really, like you're saying, understand like a lot of things because he is so like not simple minded, but like he has that like child kind of uh curiosity and maybe kind of uh thought process right 
So, but he, yeah, 100% agree. Like, he would be that dad to be like, just go there. Wearing the swag, waving the flags, and like, maybe even mimicking the routine. 100%. He'd, be, he'd, right? he'd show up to the parents next to them to be like, you see the third one from the left? That's my kid. <laughs> he would. Totally would. I love it. This is her fifth year in cheer. I'm just very proud of her. <laughs> That's so wrecker. I love it so much. <laughs> it's not Hunter though. Hunter's like oh, God. Hunter is like, I have your schedule planned out for the day. Um, we're going grocery shopping at 4 30 and um we're gonna be back by 5 10 so that you can get to studying. Hundred <laughs> percent. Hunter is like the strict dad. Like he is by yeah. the book, by the rules, like no holds bar. If something goes astray, he gets all frustrated. Like, yes, that is yep. totally yep. Hunter. Hundred percent. I do like um his like uh incognito outfit. It's very like <laughs> the greens, like he's trying to blend in, but it was like can't do that in like a city like Pantera. <laughs> like he, he can't, can't do that. Yeah. He can't do that with that headband. I'm sorry. Right? I'm sorry. You don't <laughs> blend him with that hairstyle. <laughs> no, hundred no, percent. No, he does not. He does not at all. <laughs> I, I mean, I respect him for trying, but like mm-hmm. it's. I'm gonna need the skull off the headband, <laughs> and then the headband totally off, so we can see your luscious locks, my friend. Right. right. No. Hundred percent agree. I agree. <laughs> you know, I was really happy that Omega took her little headpiece off, so now she has just cute little bangs. Yeah. Like she's just, she's just so cute. I love that she like got out of Camino and was like, "I'm not worrying about my hairstyle anymore. I'm just rocking it." You know. <laughs> yeah. She's doing her in the best in the best exactly. ways. Exactly. Although she needs ways. a new outfit, she needs an incognito outfit because oh, yeah, her she outfit does. she does is a little obvious. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it is. She needs, yeah, they need to give her a little upgrade, like give her some armor or new swag. Yeah, I agree with that. She needs to. They just got, what was it, like 2,000 credits or 3,000 credits for Echo. <laughs> Let's buy your kid a new pair of like clothes. Like get her some jeans, you know, make sure she got some new sneakers. <laughs> she needs Come to on, get Hunter. updated. Yeah, be that You're dad, the strict Hunter. dad. You're the one who's making sure that she's clothed and fed. <laughs> has a 100%, 100%, 100% agree <laughs> but yeah i love i love what they're doing this with this crew and it be to me for me you know it is a little surprising because like i like kind of what we were talking about earlier like when they first showed up in clone wars i was like okay cool like mm-hmm. interesting group I, i'm kind of intrigued but now they have really turned it into like a, a very family oriented like uh, group of characters Mm-hmm. And, we, and like I said, and even Crosshair, like, man, what happened in the previous episode um, where, like, he went back to the barracks and, like, he was just like, oh, man, like, just that moment yeah. of. So, like, that, I mean, that just, you know, what's going to happen to him? Like, now I'm like, all right, well, is he really bad or is he, like, just going through, like, a phase? You know, it was funny because um, Hannah, who I had on last week, mm-hmm. she she mentioned, and I, and I love this comparison of, like, crosshair kind of being very winter soldier as to where like they have to reprogram him redo the chip or mm-hmm. he'll go back to like his his old ways like his bad batch like i don't you know i'm with that crew phase so like i thought i thought that was a very interesting comparison that she did so and, and again we didn't get crosshair this week which is cool but I, i'm excited to see what they do with him moving forward I, I mean, it's one of those kind of up in the air. Do we see a redemption? I mean, does he really need a redemption? I mean, I mean, he did he did go pretty dark in that episode, but like, 
I feel like it's either I, I want him to go back to the Bad Batch. I really do. But it's going to be I'm excited to see how that storyline is going to play out, though. Like, you know, do they do do Does he come back? Do they get the chip fixed? Like what happens? Because oh, I'm, I'm fascinated with that kind of storyline right now. I don't know about you. Yeah, I definitely am. And I think Omega is the linchpin to all of it. Mm. I truly think that her compassion mm-hmm. for his situation multiple times in the like, first two episodes or, or what have you, she she was like, it's not your fault. Don't I don't blame you, you know, um, for what's happening to him. And I mean, if you're asking me, I'm pro redemption in my fiction for nearly everybody. So, um, right. because right. I think fiction is the place where we can tell that story and mm-hmm. um, have the, have those moments for our characters. At the end of the day, they aren't real. And I think that um, redemption, change of heart in our in our fiction allows us to have empathy to see sides of stories that we can't see in our own world to broaden our horizons to um to to hope for a better future um i i i I put so much into redemption that's why i get sad when um like these these characters die in the redemption or or when they don't don't get the opportunity to redeem themselves because um our our world is dark enough you know Amen. and and right. i and i value right. the the opportunity for the fairy tale ending because because i think there's value in in the positive especially especially during this time where you know we've had a really we've had a tough year lauren <laughs> it's been a long year um, it's been a long it's been a long happiness moment. and so do you and so does everybody <laughs> listening to this so you know <laughs> I don't Redeem. know. I don't Redeem. know. But, <laughs> right. uh, but no, I, I'm I'm hoping that Omega. It, okay, I'll get off my soapbox. Um, back to the show. <laughs> I'm hoping that Omega triggers something for the Bad Batch and makes them remember their love for Crosshair. Mm. And I hope, in the same on on the flip side of that, Crosshair is able to see himself again. And I think. Omega is is the linchpin to that because she, especially in I think episode, the last they're all getting mixed up in my brain. The last mm-hmm. episode, there's only four of them. That's that's, that's not a good sign. Um, <laughs> just for my brain, <laughs> not for the show. But uh, in the last episode, when she knocked over Crosshair's kit, mm, yeah. and they were all like, "Yeah, that's that's Crosshair's," and they all remembered him. And Wrecker said, I have to admit, guys, I, I still miss them. So there is a sense of loyalty that they have to them because they could have thrown out that kit. They could have gotten rid of it. But they are fundamentally loyal people. And I think they want to see that redemption for Crosshair or to, to see some sort of future where Crosshair is not on the path that he currently is. And I want that just as much as I think they do, even if they're upset mm-hmm. with him and even if they don't agree with his choice and even if their choice is, you know, harmful to their mission. I I, mm-hmm. I do think they they want to see him better. Yeah. And it's so. funny because, like you said, like Hunter even really blames himself. Like, you, like he, mm. he definitely said that in the last uh, last episode or the previous episode where, like, he told him, like, he's like, no, he's like, I don't, you know, I left a soldier behind, basically. So, like, yeah. you can tell they feel and they do miss, they miss him. So... 
I mean, I'm really interested to see what they're going to go with, especially now that they have somebody, you know, like a Fennec Shan after them. Like, <clears throat> where do they go? What, you know, they have to rely on their resources themselves now. They can't just go back to Camino or do whatever. Like, they really have to be low key, you know, just like what they were trying to, you know, do when they went to go see Sue uh, and um, Cut in that episode. So, like, they're trying to blend in. Which is like you said, like in the in this episode, like Wrecker doesn't blend in. Let's just be honest; no. he he can't blend in, buddy. He really, really can't. No, and I I think the thing that's also interesting is not only Fennec chasing them, mm-hmm. but so is the Empire, mm-hmm. and so are the Kaminoans. Mm-hmm. All all in um, tandem, but also all independently of one another, because the Empire is in this process of very swift significant change to the way that the galaxy runs and we saw that specifically in episode two and got to see a different side of that in episode three um or and in this episode i guess no episodes two and four i don't even know anymore see what i said about my brain okay um no but in the second episode with cut and sue you see the people of that planet being really beaten down their freedom of movement is gone. Their freedom of trade essentially is gone because you need this new tracked currency. So their personal privacy and freedom is completely gone and they're not taking it well because that's a planet where you go to disappear, where you go to stay out of it. And then in this episode, we're seeing the Pantorans take a totally different approach to that. Yes, yes. Where yes. they're literally clapping for the stormtroopers in the streets. And they're like per- literally like, like yeah, yeah, the war yeah. is over. And I mean, I understand both sides of that, right? Like you want the war to be over. And and if you've been fed this particular line about Palpatine for the past decade, and if the war being over means that there are no troops on your door and no fighting happening, you know, next door, then of course you're going to be happy that it's over. So there's a totally different approach seen on these two planets, which I think has been so interesting as a Bail Organa stan. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I am here for the Star Wars politics. I really, really am. People get down about the prequel politics. No, count me in. <laughs> I want to hear about the banking plan, the techno union. I, I And I want to hear about the trade routes. I want to hear about taxation. Like, give it all to me. I love it. So I think that this whole um, chain codes uh, and having all the ships cataloged is very interesting. And because they're on the run, the Bad Batch is in a particular difficult situation as all of these worlds are, you know, being clamped down on and, right. and their, right. their rights and their freedoms being restricted in a very, very swift manner as we're seeing. So it's all um, really alarming on that point. And then to have bounty hunters on hunting, hunting you on top of that. I mean, you're out of luck, buddy. Yeah. You know, where do you yeah. go? Where do you yeah. go? Where has the empire not touching? Yeah. Um, Cause you think it wouldn't touch the planet where cut and Sue were, but it clearly did. So if they're, you know, if, if they're not left unscathed, who is? Anyway. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. Cause I, I am liking that. Like you said, that, that kind of political side of it for me, I love the Kaminoans versus the empire. And again, mm-hmm. like like you're saying, and that's a, and that's a great point about you know seeing what Kunsu and their planet versus what we saw in Pantera, 
like the like you said the clapping the the cheering of the uh you know the the clone troopers as of right now no stormtroopers yet but like of the clone troopers walking down like a parade like it's fascinating to me that in that short amount of time like the empire has already started changing like you're saying the chain codes and you know that the the idea of changing your currency to something that's more you know galactically accepted you know it's 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 fascinating like you're saying it's it's very stark contrast from you know what we saw in episode two to what we see in this episode where everybody was very happy with what was happening with the with the galaxy and it's you know it's yeah i i'm here for it too i i when star wars politics is done well it's some of the best stuff like 100 mm-hmm. like i mean bloodline that's one of my yeah. favorite books and it's so good and i think that's what I hope I hope we see more of it. Like I really hope they kind of lean into that side of it in, in this show. I think because it's a perfect time. Don't you think? Like you're yes. in that really sweet spot. One hundred percent. You're in that sweet spot of like what's going on galactically with you know all these different um, systems and obviously with Palpatine trying to control everything. Like there's a big shift, and I I want to see that. I like I want to see what happens on Camino. Like, mm-hmm. do they just close down the factory? What does the Empire do to that planet and to mm-hmm. the rest of the clones that we know are still there? It's just, it's fascinating. I love, I love when Star Wars kind of goes that route for me, you know? Yeah, that, I think about the Kaminoans and then I think about the Senate mm-hmm. and the Senate is still around right until essentially the beginning of A New Hope. Um, right, exactly, right. So people like... Bail Organa. <laughs> I'm waiting for my Bail Organa cameo. I'll be really going to cut you. He has he to, right? Better. He has to. He's better. <laughs> um, or else I will riot. Um, <laughs> That's fair. Me and you will riot. <laughs> yeah, that. And then um, there are other players that I think would be really interesting to see in the early days of this empire, such as Captain Panaka, mm. such as. Garrick Versio, mm. um, such mm. as these these people that we see a bit down the road as leaders in the empire, where are they getting their starts, um, and how are they being brought into the fold? So I I don't know I don't know. There's a lot of political potential there for me, and that's what's keeping me super hooked. I mean. Mm-hmm. I love Omega and I'm loving her dynamic with everybody, but I'm really here for the chain codes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm here for the chain codes. Cause it is very, it's a very interesting concept that they, you know, we, we hear about it in the Mandalorian and now mm-hmm. it's kind of, we're seeing how it all started. So it's, it's super fascinating to me. And, you know, like, like you said with Omega, just the preciousness of her kind of like, you know, when she, when she goes, you know, with Hunter and Echo trying to get um, supplies. And she's just looking around like in complete wonder of, you know, wow, another place that she's never seen. You mm-hmm. know, she's literally only been on a planet that literally rains and they she's literally been in a lab probably her entire life up until this point. Like she hasn't seen or experienced. So it's fun. It's fun as a viewer to see her kind of see things that way. You know, to see like her first reactions to dirt and to, you know, this huge city that she is seeing. Like, I, I love the innocence of 
Omega. Like, I love it. I love it, love it, love it so, so much, you know? Yeah, and she really balances out some of the darker themes mm-hmm. and tones that we get in this show because she is mm-hmm. so joyous and getting to see her childlike wonder in this series really um, gives us some levity when, like, you know, when crap gets dark. <laughs> right. So. And then I love, you know, and she, like, you just, she's she's smart. Like, when yeah, she oh was gosh, getting yeah. away from Finnick in this episode and she realized that she pulls the lever, then, like, the trash compactor thing, uh, space, space, <laughs> space, space contractor, uh, trash compactor, like, lifts up and then she sees, you know, Fennec fall down. Like, just, she's very quick on her head or quick on her feet like she can think on her you know in a real quick and quick way so i love seeing that aspect of her as well like you can kind of tell that she's very much a she's learning to be a survivor very much like the bad batch like she's kind of learning evolving to to be that to be that way so it's it's fascinating i love it and then like i said like fennec shen i can't wait to see and i hope she stays in the series more than Mm -hmm. just like two episodes because don't you think i i feel like the next episode will she'll be in it i mean i mean that's just my guess just because of what hunter says at the end of this episode like you know we have to figure out who she is and clearly she's on you know she's on their tail and it's gonna be i I, as i'm on the i think we're both on the idea of it's the kaminoans that sent the bounty out because you know, the Empire definitely is probably aware of the Bad Batch. Well, especially Crosshair, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like there's so much going on that, I mean, they're they're eventually probably going to have to start worrying about the Bad Batch. But right now, I feel like, I don't know about you, I feel like it, it's just, it's strictly the Kaminoans, for sure. Like, who are more interested in the Bad Batch and what they're doing. And it's, like you're saying, it's Omega, though. That's the reason why they are interested in what the Bad Batch are doing is because of her. Because I think she was that next phase that the uh, Kamen Owens talked about in that episode. A hundred percent. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what they, what they do, what they're, where this goes and everything else. Oh, I love, yeah, this, this has, this season, this series has surprised me, like you said earlier, like in, in really good ways. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, it, it has a nice blend of like Clone Wars feel, Rebels, little resistance. Like it has a nice balance of, I think, uh, the storytelling and what they're doing uh, as far as like the animation. Oh my God. The animation is just <laughs> oh, so good. It's so, so, so good. So, so good. Um, Final thoughts, Sarah, anything uh, you want to bring up? Any last kind of themes or ideas that you, uh, you want to talk about for a little bit? Ooh, final thoughts. Um, I would love to bring up Buggles once again, the Buggles Pups. We got not only one, but we got two. Um, yeah, we got two. The four packs. That made me so happy. Um, Buggles is like a freaking delight. So to see these little baby four packs interacting with um, Omega was just the loveliest. Also, <laughs> I I have to bring up Clank. <laughs> Oh yeah, the droids. I There's some really have great droids in this to episode. bring up Clank, um, yeah. Yeah. and all the little droids that Echo hangs out with, but specifically Clank and then the lady droid who is the leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she's hilarious. I I love any time. So like, I love the brains, and I love like the aloof brains, um, the C three PO. They overlap, but they're right. also not right. always the same. Um, but uh, you know any 
droid that gives me C-3PO vibes is a good droid in my book. I love 3PO. Some people find him very annoying and I'm like, no, he's perfect. He's so precious. Um, and, and she was like, I'm going to have to report you. And he's like, not today. But Clink, I mean, Clink, okay? He's, little, he's got his little arms, his little legs, and he little spins around. And he's, he's cute and he does his repairs. Like, there was also a droid that looked very much similar to that in Resistance. So again, the Resistance comes back, comes right. full circle. Love that for right. me specifically um, and my other <laughs> Resistance. But there was a lot of really cute stuff in this episode. Um, oh, the other thing that I would like to mention, this is a, a details thing. I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but I feel like the speeder that Fennec ends up taking over has the same shape as the underwater speeder in The Phantom Menace. So that same kind of like bulbous Mm frog-like shape. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is this a a prequel? Is this a prequel? And then I'm the meme where I'm like looking up at the the butterfly or whatever. Um, Because, you know, like the major Attack of the Clones vibes from this particular chase, oh, yes. you know, in the speeders. Mm, and beautiful, I beautiful. I think I was in prequel mindset when I watched this. And so I was mm-hmm. like, that is Phantom Menace. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. You know, like, so, so those <laughs> right. are my final thoughts. Again, this one's right. really enjoyable. And I'm really curious to see where we go from here because I think we're only adding more layers of um, stakes and layers of complexity to these characters and to the situation. So I'm really scared for my my new faves and um i'm worried about them but i'm also excited to see where they go yeah it's gonna be i I think i this i mean a lot of people will call this quote unquote a filler episode i honestly know if you if you follow dave filoni long enough you know there are really literally no filler episodes in anything he does like everything has a purpose so like this will be something that down the road it will be like oh okay from this episode that's where this came from like he'll connect it as he always does you know and i find it very interesting that he's using characters that you know like we talked about earlier that showed up in mandalorian and fennec shan and now he's throwing her in animation so like again what does he have up his sleeve who else is he gonna bring Mm -hmm. into the show like that's what you know, I think I'm excited about too to see who else pops up. You know where, you know where the Bad Batch go next. I mean, we know Rex is out there. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that they, you know, they what they want to do now is find out who Fennec is and what you know why she's after Omega specifically. So, you know, and I, and I like the little onion peel pullbacks that we're getting with Omega. Like, you know, it's still a mystery, but. You're beginning to kind of see, you know, her her personality more. You're you're beginning to see how she is really becoming part of the Bad Batch. You know, like she is she is part of the crew now. Like a hundred percent, she is you know with them. And mm-hmm. I love that. You know, Hunter has accepted that, and the whole crew has accepted that. You know, even Tech. Tech is like, oh yeah, he talks to her like he's an like she's an adult. Like he doesn't like he doesn't treat her as a kid like Hunter might or even Wrecker might. Like he treats her as again an intelligent an intelligent person. So I I love what they're doing with this show, and I and I'm very surprised that they had kind of go down this road, but I'm excited that they are because I think it just makes total sense for this for this crew, this motley crew of 
you know, Bad Batch clones to be like these father figures for this child who they're protecting. It's it's great. It's great story. <laughs> yeah. And thank you, Dave Filoni. I mean, that's all we can say is uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dave Filoni. Okay. Well, that's it. That is our Bad Batch episode four kind of recap, talk, chat. Thank you, Sarah, so much for coming on. I'm I'm so excited I got you on the show finally. So excited yeah. to talk Star Wars with you. So let the good people know where they can find you on socials and where they can find the uh, Friends of the Force podcast and all the good stuff. All right. Well, you can find me, Sarah, at SCH221 on Twitter, uh, Goodreads and Letterboxd. And you can also find me at Sarah's Puzzled Pages on Instagram, where I do a little bit of um, book slash puzzle Instagram account. So, you know, two of my favorite things with lots of Star Wars in the middle there. Um, <laughs> and you can find the Friends of the Forest podcast uh, on your podcast feed, wherever you get your podcast, but also on Twitter at Friends of Force. And we have new episodes every week. We're also covering The Bad Batch and our other favorite thing are books. So we're talking all the Star Wars books there are. High Republic, Thrawn, everything in the middle. Victory's Price. We write a lot of Google Doc pages on books. So. <laughs> all like great stuff, too. All great <laughs> stuff. Yeah, guys, if you don't, if, you, if you're not listening you know, to them, you're listening to us, I don't know why. But yes, go, 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 go. Follow, you know, subscribe to all the good stuff for Friends of the Force, 100%. Uh, so you can follow me, Lauren Romo, at Knows on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow the Galactic Podcast at the Galactic Pod on Twitter. Then obviously you can find our episodes on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, all the good stuff. Just like uh, you can find Friends of the Force too on all the platforms. So go give everybody a nice little five-star review and you know help us spread the words on all of the stuff we do uh, on the Galactic Pod and the Friends of the Force. So, Sarah, we like to end our show with a good May the Force be with you. Would you be so kind as to wrap us up and say, may the Force be with you? I'm ready. This is my time. <laughs> may the Force be with you. Always. Always.